Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Nonsense Podcast, episode 25. My good buddy, Mike Baldwin. Uh, we're going to talk about Biden's State of the Union address today and why he looks so different. Uh, we'll probably touch a little bit on the Grammy shit show, the satanic shit show they had going on there, uh, whether or not Americans are buying this stuff. Um, it seems to me like they don't, but we'll discuss that. About Biden, how, how Biden has no plan, seemingly, and we've got some great clips we're going to dissect a little bit. Um, we're going to bring up a couple people. Uh, there's a guy I came across named uh, Joel Scuzzin. Scuzzin, I'm probably saying his last name wrong, and Jim Rickards. And uh, we're going to discuss who to believe and who not to believe, at least how we see it. And uh, there's always so much to talk about, so much going on. I was just reading about this guy. Um, it says, why is no one talking about this? Second Republican New Jersey lawmaker shot dead within a week. Have you heard about that? Not the second one. Yeah, well, there's another one. Um, councilman shot dead within a week and no one's talking about it. That's like communism shit, dude. That's what they do. Like, we don't like what you're saying. We're just going to murder you. Yeah, and that's a lot easier for them to cover up than all the shit that the people that are getting killed are probably uncovering, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, on a non-political note real quick, what, what happened with that whole uh, um, thing on on who are the two comics? Oh, that, that uh, mentioned you. Uh, Schaub, uh, oh, what's his first name? Brennan Schaub and Brian Bre Callen. Yeah, Brian Callen. Were, I guess they've got a podcast together now or something. So the story was that I worked in Springfield a couple weeks ago, and then Brennan Schaub worked there the week after me. And so when you're working there, then the club owner is in contact with you the whole time you're there. Hey, you want to get some breakfast? Like, Hey, what's going on? Let me know if you need a ride to the club, like all that shit. So he just, the club owner texted Brendan Schaub one morning randomly and just wrote ninjas hate crunchy leaves. And Brendan Schaub's like, what? Like, I, yeah, I guess they do, you know, but he didn't say like, Hey, a funny comedian that was here last week said this line. He just texted that to him with no, explanation or anything which i think is the best way to share that anyway you know it's not a it's not good with like a hey here's a good joke because it's not a good joke it's just like a line that makes you be like yeah all right so he <laughs> said that on their podcast they talked about it and then brian callen was like that is pretty fucking funny though dude and they kind of dissected it for a couple seconds and that was it they moved on but I got messages like people like screenshotted that video and sent it to me all morning. Like, dude, these fucking these guys are talking about your joke, man. So well, I don't know. It was a neat little thing. It, it didn't make me famous yet, but maybe it will. Yeah, well, they, I wish they would have said your name. And I hope that, you know, they kept saying it was a funny joke. I did see that part. Um, so I hope I hope they don't think since it was just some random thing that they can be like, I'm going to take that. Right. I know. No, I don't. I mean, I I don't blame them for not saying anything about me because they didn't know that it was me, you know? Yeah. It was just a random text he got from the club owner. So I don't know. Either way, I thought it was cool. There's people yeah. that are like, they fucking stole your joke and didn't give you credit. And I was like, I don't think that's what happened at all, dude. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. Well, I do wish they would have said your name, but it is cool. Uh, did you watch Joe Biden's State of the Union address? I watched it at two times speed and uh, I skipped a few parts 
occasionally when I was just like, I know where he's going with this, but at two times speed and with all the drugs he was probably on at the time, he sounded pretty coherent, but yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, who was it? I think it was Charlie Kirk. You know that name? Oh yeah. He got, or it might've been Jack Posobiec. Do you know that name? Yes. Both of those guys are are good at some news stuff. But anyway, they one of them got a hold of the transcript of the speech, I guess. And they were like reading it out loud as Biden, Biden was saying it. And it just made it look so much faker, you know, because Biden's up there like delivering these words like these are the things that he thinks. But really, I mean, he's just looking at the teleprompter on either side of him. That's what every politician does. They have those transparent like see-through glass uh teleprompters that there's one right here and there's one right here so the whole speech they're just it looks like they're just looking out into the audience but really they're just reading they might as well have a piece of paper in front of their face you know yeah so, which we we which we've seen him do on several occasions just be like this is what i think and just flat out read it you know when they right. probably I'll and tell you what my opinion is. Yeah. It is. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. uh, we were on such a roll. Unmute and remute or whatever. Can you hear me now? Yep. All right. There's no need for these. Uh, yeah, we've, we've always heard rumors about whether or not he's doped up, and it certainly seems like there are times where he's a lot more coherent than others. And people also say that when you're doped up on, like, amphetamines or whatever they would use to, to make him coherent, that that's what makes his eyes black like that. Uh, there were people during, I remember the, the debate, saying that he had, like, these special contacts. And... Uh, we might as well talk about that a little bit before we talk about the State of the Union. But did we? I don't think we we meant to talk about it last week, but we never did about how different he looks. And I understand that people change as they get older, and I understand that he's probably had a little bit of work done. And you know, you don't want to sound too much of a nut job about it, but the guy does look completely different than he used to look. In my opinion, yeah, I agree. If you look at, at pictures of him from when he was younger and videos and stuff, like, sure, your face might droop a little or whatever, but, like, your your smile doesn't change as you age, you know? Your ears don't, your earlobes don't dislodge from the side of your head and become floppy earlobes all of a sudden. Like, that's... I don't know, but I don't know what the answer is. Is the real Biden dead? Is he in Guantanamo Bay? Is this a body double? Uh, or I, you know, what are, what's the Occam's razor thing? Like maybe it's uh, just the angle of the camera when they were showing his ears before, and maybe they didn't show how uh, not connected they are at the bottom. And now you see video and you're like, see, they're not connected. I don't know. That could be, or it could be that he's fucking dead. <laughs> well, he sounds completely different too. Like his voice doesn't sound the same. I mean, voices don't change that much with age. I wouldn't think, I mean, but he doesn't sound the same. He doesn't look the same. He doesn't have the same nose. 
didn't really have the same hair. Um, I don't know there you can get plugs and all that shit, but I mean, there's so many pictures and I, and I hear, I can't believe that you don't, people don't talk about it more often, but he does look completely different. Last night I went down this Twitter rabbit hole where these people were showing Kamala Harris's neck and they're like, this is a mask and all this stuff. And, <laughs> and, and then I watched part of the speech and I'm like, well, this, she looks completely different in the speech than she did in this picture people are showing. And then like zoomed in on her neck and it looked like she's got this bulge in her neck. Like, yeah, little- I saw the thing where they're like, does she have gills? Like, what is she doing? Yeah, but you know, I don't know. See, that's what like it's the, it's those kind of rabbit holes that make us seem like fucking nut jobs even though I don't think we're wrong about most of these things that we assume, you know. I think yeah. Michelle Obama might be a guy. I think Kamala might have a a fucking mask on and be a Kamala body double. I think Joe Biden might be in Guantanamo Bay for fucking breaking the law and shit. That's another conspiracy rabbit hole is how many uh, uh, sealed court cases there are. Uh, What is that called? Uh, I can't think of the words right now, but like sealed indictments, maybe. I don't think that's the word, but there's like, if you look at, uh, oh, what is it called? Pacer, I think, which is like the national court shit archive then you can see where like a court has had a case they've done a whole thing but it's like secret so none of it can be released and they mark that and like count it as one and i guess there's a different pacer system in every state or every city or something but somebody went through because it costs money to look to like get those documents and stuff but somebody went through and went to like everyone in every city and state in the country and there's like tens of thousands of these sealed indictments that uh nobody knows what they are yeah well just like the jfk files and all that stuff they they don't they haven't released them until you know everyone's dead that was involved and um i read some stuff last night about martin luther king jr and the stuff surrounding his assassination and all this stuff. And they're supposed to release that in 2027. And why do they wait so long? You know, that's the, that's the question. Why that, you know, if they're not hiding anything, why do they wait so long? Cause they are hiding stuff and they know that the longer they wait, the more they can be like, come on guys. That was a long time ago. Like we got problems now that we need to focus on. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it begs the question too, like if they're going to use masks and that kind of thing, like if Kamala's wearing a mask and that's not really her and all that, like, why wouldn't they have, they, you know, they, it's the CIA or whoever's behind it. They've got access to the best technology out there. You think they would have the best shit. Like they wouldn't be like a Halloween mask where they're like, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's why I don't think that that's what's going on. So I'm th- that's the fun of being in my head, I guess, is that somebody posted a thing the other day about how if you watch, uh, I forget what it was called, but whatever documentary they made that made Michael Jackson look like a, a kid diddler, he was like, if you watch this documentary and when it's over, you will think that Michael Jackson abused children. But if you then watch this documentary that disputes it, by the end of it, you will believe that he did not. And he was like, that's every documentary out there. They're all, 
every, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Michael Moore, the Al Gore thing or whatever. Like if you present a set of facts in a certain way and people don't know anything about it either way, then at the end of your presentation, they're going to be like, huh? Yeah. I mean, that all makes 100 percent sense to me. That's why I think debates are more important than presentations or whatever. But I don't remember what you said before that, but. I was just talking about Kamala's mask and all that. And, and uh, you know, you're of the opinion, I think, that, you know, we're all watching a show and that they're supposed to be, make, you know, it, it's not supposed to be seamless as far as their, the things they're trying to hide. You know, you're, you're supposed to be able to, like, be like, that's not, you know, if you're really paying attention to it, you know, that that's bullshit. And uh, I hope you're right, man, as far as that stuff goes. I, I hope we are watching the show because it gets terrifying all the time. And I don't know who to believe these days. Sometimes like I, I watched this thing last night from that Jim Rickards guy who used to be a CIA informant or not informant, but, um, advisor, um, an advisor to the white house, which makes me kind of question him in general, because I don't trust either one of those two things. Um, but he was talking about how Biden is, was behind blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline pipeline. And in, within 75 days, the cost of fuel and everything, groceries and your your power bills and everything are going to go off the roof out of the and, and it's just going to be chaos within 75 days. And I don't want to believe that, especially now that I have a family. But some of the things are pretty compelling. And then you just don't know who to listen to, man. Who's telling the truth? Who knows? I don't know. I honestly don't know, uh, but I, I mean, I assume on a lot of things where I'm like, well, we'll watch some videos here pretty soon from some of this uh, house meeting shit that's going on about like government abuse and government colluding with uh, social media and that kind of stuff. And uh, what's his name? A uh, Jamie Raskin or something from like Maryland who's got the fucking do rag on because he's going through chemo or something. I think I assume at least, I don't know. I just saw him with a stupid fucking thing on his head. And I was like, ah, oh, he's, this can't be a fashion thing. Like it's gotta just be one of those where it's like my granddaughter made this for me or whatever. But anyway, like he's talking and then Jim Jordan is like, yeah, I don't think any of what you just said was accurate, but all right. So yeah. it's that kind of stuff. That's why I like these House hearings. And I love that. I don't know if the House actually passed the thing that makes this so, but I like that the C-SPAN cameras are back in the House of Representatives. It seems to be 100% of the time now. They still have like classified things. I was watching a thing earlier this morning about uh, the balloon and all that shit going on. And they had military guys in there and, and uh, I forget who was asking questions, but he's straight up asked the military guy, like, do you know what the balloon was doing? Like, do you have information on that? And the guy was like, uh, we're going to talk in a classified setting soon. I'd much rather wait and talk about it in there. And he's like, you can't give me a yes or no. And he was like, yes, we know, but we don't want to talk about it here. And I'm just watching like fucking tell us like, what was it doing? You know, but yeah. I don't know. But now a group of, 10 senators or whatever are gonna know what the balloon was doing up there and i don't i don't like that where they're like hey we have this information trust me you don't want to know 
And I'm like, you should let me decide. And then that, I guess, me talking about this leads into another thing with uh, uh, Tulsi Gabbard that we're going to play here pretty soon. Okay. And we've also got a, a clip from uh, John Kennedy from Louisiana, the senator, about about the State of the Union address. Um, I, yeah. I, watched, I watched it as good as, as well as I could. Um, but, man, it is unhealthy how much Joe Biden bothers me when I listen to him talk and just watch him up there and and watch all those people, you know, like they won't even let him get through anything before they stand up and cheer and all that shit. And it's like, it's disruptive, which is maybe their goal. I don't know, but um, it just bothers me listening to him speak. I just find him to be so completely full of shit. And he's just like, what do I read? And how do I get through this? And he's just in my eyes, just an absolute disgrace to this country. And I hope we get rid of him one way or the other personally but again that always goes back to then Kamala's the person and you don't want her in there so yeah, yeah we it might be the best thing for America might be Joe Biden for another two years or whatever Ugh, how scary is that yeah but I, I don't know I mean I just go back to thinking about the Q post and that kind of stuff when when I think about anything where they're like it has to be this way like America has to see how bad it can be before they'll change. Like he didn't say it like that, but that's the point that the Q was making. So I don't know. We'll does see. Q, does Q allude to how long it has to go on? Not at all. No, if anything, Q did the opposite, which is like next week, it's going to be a big week. And then the whole next seven days, everybody's going, come on, motherfucker. And then nothing happened the next week. So then they wait a year and they're like, it's been one year. They use the word Delta a lot. One year Delta since this thing happened. So maybe Q was posting it then, but really talking about now. And then that's the kind of shit that happens all the time now, because there's 4,000 posts that you can pick through. And they did a few every day, basically, for a few years. So every day you can go back and look at a post that's from today, a few years ago, and it's all horoscope shit. So you're like, oh, I don't know. I think they meant the balloon, you know, <laughs> and it's like, I don't know if Q was predicting the balloon five years ago or whatever. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know, the the <laughs> Trump tweet things are still the things that convince me that Q is at least something. It's not the fucking Mexican guy that the HBO documentary said he was. Uh, and I can't think of that guy's name off the top of my head right now either, but uh, code monkey code monkey Z is who he is on uh, Twitter. And he was the guy who like ran the four chan board or the eight chan board or whatever, Q was on at the time. And so the, the, an HBO documentary was like, it was this guy and he was faking it the whole time, but none of that adds up. Like they were posting like shit that nobody else could have had. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. We'll talk about back to whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Here's John Kennedy talking about it. He sums it up pretty well. The, um, what we heard tonight from the president were words. That's all they were. Words on a teleprompter um, written by the president's speechwriters. In Washington, I have learned, 
You, uh, you have to watch what people do, not what they say. In Washington, what you do is what you believe. What you do is what you believe. And everything else is just words, just cottage cheese. Um, president Biden has been president now for two years. We know what he believes because we know what he has done. Higher taxes, bigger government, more spending, more debt, more regulations, open borders, a weaker military. Criminals are the good guys. And every school library should have at least one drag queen, no matter what the parents think. Those aren't words. Those are President Biden's record. That's what he has done. Uh, one final point. The president tonight talked uh, about how sound, in his opinion, the American economy is under his watch. Uh, it's as if he parachuted in from another planet. President Biden wants you to believe, think about this, President Biden wants you to believe that hamburger costs four bucks a pound, a whole chicken costs eight bucks, and your 401k is crashing because the economy is so good. It's just not true, folks. Um, to paraphrase one commentator for two years now, President Biden has been pushing on a door that is clearly marked pull. The American people and the people in Louisiana deserve better. Nice. I hadn't actually watched that. I was doing other shit when I prepared that video, so I just had it on silent. So that was the first time I watched it, and I liked how he said everything else is just cottage cheese. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck does that mean? But I know exactly what it means, so I like yeah. phrases like that. Yeah, I've always liked that guy. He's he seems he seems legit, you know. Um, seems like he actually cares, and and you know, pointing out that Biden's full of shit, and we do definitely deserve better. I don't know how this bumbling idiot got into the White House. The only thing I disagree with is that I don't believe, I don't think Biden actually believes in any of this stuff. I just think he goes, what's my agenda? What do I read? I, I think he's a complete puppet and and he that's why they selected him. And I, that's the perfect word in my opinion, selected, because I don't think we voted that idiot in. I don't think there's any way he got 81 million votes. I will never believe that. Um, and it's just, just blows my mind, dude, all the time. And I don't know how many people support that guy still, but I bet it's not a lot. I saw a CNN poll that said 72% of Americans thought the State of the Union was a good speech and all that. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't believe anything you dicks say about anything. <laughs> I, I don't find it. I don't think that's, that can be true at all. Unless our expectations of him have just gotten so low. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's kind of true, you know, like he's he's bumbled around so much that even I watched that speech and I was like, he did a good job at that. Like he did a good job at not like he's still fucked up several times. I forget what he said exactly. But uh, but then it's it was funny because the Democrats still cheered, even though he like mumbled through the point that he was yelling and they were like, yeah. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck he just said. Yeah, it's almost like it's almost like being on the set of uh, 
of a late night talk show or something. Then they have an applause sign in the back for all these idiots to applaud and stand up. And yeah. Well, and then he also said uh, he was like, the Republicans want to let Medicare and Social Security sunset, which means like not vote it to back in or whatever, let it go away. And all the Republicans booed and shit because they were like, we don't fucking want to do that. And Biden's like, you, you come to my office and I'll show you the documents or whatever. I don't know what he said, but yeah, he's just, uh, I don't know. He's a dipshit, but sure. whatever. Sitting right here telling you we think it's bullshit. <laughs> we don't need to come read your document that, t that says we don't believe that. Idiot. Uh, I can't stand him, dude. Absolutely can't stand him. Um, well, he, uh, the Kennedy there was talking about uh, having a drag queen in every library or whatever. So play the uh, not the stand up comedy one, play the other one next. That'll flow nicely. That's with Ben Shapiro. Yep. They say that 80% that of kids who experience any sort of gender dysphoria as children grow out of it. So when you have a society that reinforces it, and then in Canada, they're now having, they're passing laws now that say that if a kid says, you know, you have a girl, and the girl says, I'm a boy, and she's three, that the government can come into your house and take the kid. Because obviously, if, if, you, if you don't want to humor the kid and get the kid treatment or surgery or, or hormone blockers, then you're obviously doing something wrong to the kid. This is just... It's insane. First of all, if anyone tried to do that with my kid, I would meet them at the door with a gun. I mean, that, 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 this, is, this is the kind of stuff where you're talking legit civil war. Like when, when you say that the government can take people's kids from them because the government knows better than you how to parent your kids on basic things like, are you a boy or a girl? Yeah, I, cut, I had to cut that off early because you texted me while I was screen recording it. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that was the gist of it. I think he kind of repeated himself at the end of it anyway. But, um, yep. but yeah, I would too, man. We we took our we, we went and visited this school last night that we're excited to uh, put our boy in. It's like this classical education and they they teach kids how to think, not what to think. And we did, we talked to the teachers afterwards a little bit uh, and, you know, basically about how what they're doing in public schools right now is it, it's child abuse, man. You know, they're not teach they're they're it's, it's an indoctrination camp. They told us, they told us that kids nowadays, um, they do this thing called creative spelling. So like, it's okay if you spell the word wrong, it, it you know, we don't want to basically don't want to hurt their feelings by telling them they're spelling it wrong. So they're just teaching kids how to spell shit wrong, you know, not correcting them. So, Again, that all goes back to what I've said before about China. China has our their hand in in our big tech and education and Hollywood and and social media and and all that stuff. And I I feel like that's just them behind the scenes weakening our education system and churning out all these little socialists. Um, and people don't see, some people don't see it as that. And a lot of people just can't afford to they can't afford private school and and they. You know, it's like a daycare for them. At least somebody has, they can watch their kid during the day so they can go to work. So I understand it. It's not like they're all just stupid and don't care. But what's going on in public schools is pretty freaking terrifying. And, and it's nationwide. I talk to people all the time from rural areas or places in Kansas or Oklahoma. And, and it's going on everywhere. It's not just New York and L.A. And uh, it's pretty freaking terrifying. Yeah. I, I don't know how to respond. I just, I agree. Everything's fucked up, but yeah. I, all I can do is assume that 
things are going to get better. Or maybe I'll run for something. I've thought about it several times. I'm living in nowhere, Kansas. I don't think a lot of people are running for anything anyway, so I don't think it would be that hard to get my name on a ballot and fucking, I don't know. I would cuss and shit. I'd be like, this this is all bullshit. And they'd be like, order. And I'd be like, oh, what? It's fucking 2023. I can't say bullshit. Come on. You guys are fucking have men dancing in, in skirts in front of children. And you think that's worse than me saying bullshit? You, you should do nothing to your appearance but put on a wig and uh, <laughs> and be a transgender person and you're running on this platform, but you're a Republican and just never mention the fact that you're wearing a wig. <laughs> I, I can't imagine. I feel like that would turn everybody away from me. You know, the Democrats <laughs> would be like, oh, fuck this guy. He's faking it. And the Republicans would be like, this guy, this girl is not a girl. And I'd be like, I know, dude, it's part of the, I do like a Zuby thing where he broke like the women's national weightlifting record. He just identified as a woman for like the 10 minutes that it took to go and lift the weights. Yeah. That guy that, that won the division one uh, swimming championships or whatever, Leah Thomas, some lady was talking the other day about how he was in the, he would be in the locker room with him and just like stripped down and he just got some naked dude standing there. Like, I'm a girl. Like, are you <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? I mean, I just, you, you hear these things and you're like, that can't be true. And they turn out to be true. And you're like, what is going on? And how long are we going to allow this to happen? But at the same time, I feel like that's why they've divided us up into so many different categories and people are at each other's throats about all this bullshit. It's so they can get that past us. And people don't know what to do, man. I was talking to my wife. I was like, we need to move to a rural area. And, you know, we almost kind of got in an argument about it because cause she has a good point. She's like, if the Chinese government decides to invade and all that shit, she's like, we're all screwed. It's not just going to be in rural areas. And I don't know. I don't know if you're not going to be just in cities, but I'm like, yeah, but we'd be the first ones that they did. And that's what that uh, guy Scuzzin's Scuzzin was talking about um, the other day. And, and uh, you know, he predicted a lot of this stuff like 20 years ago and he's a military guy and everything. But he said that they're going to land on the beaches of California. That's where they're going to start. It's going to be like Red Dawn shit. And I don't think that will happen, but I could be wrong. Well, I hope I hope not, man. I hope not, because we're 15 minutes from the beach. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, if anything, like China is attacking us as we speak. Like, that's what this is. That's what all of this. I think it was a China guy. It might have been the president. I don't remember that said, like, we can take over America without firing a shot or something like that. Uh, I believe. Yeah, it might have been. Anyway, the point is, like, as if we can control, like, all these other things, we don't have to physically attack a place. Like, we can just make them wreck themselves. And I look at the, the trans movement the same way that I look at homelessness, which is, like, it shouldn't be an option for you. We're making these things where it's like, eh, well, I mean, I could just be homeless, I guess. 
And it's like, no, that should never be an option. You know, we should like stamp that out immediately and be like, get off the fucking street. Like if you live on the street, you're going to jail. So you can either live in jail or you can go get a fucking job and and pay to live in a place up to you. Either one. So then people don't look at it as an option. The same way that when a, a girl is like, I think I'm a boy, we should be like, no, you're fucking not like you can be as boyish as you want. You can do whatever you want. But unless you are an adult and you go and get a surgery that turns you into a male, you're not a fucking dude now. I don't know. Like it's those two things seem comparable to me. Because, like, we as a society are like, yeah, if you want to be homeless, be homeless, man. It's your your life. You can do whatever you want. Well, so they make... People... Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that they make it very easy in some cities to be homeless. I was listening to this lady in Portland talk about how she was like, I, I love this. I mean, we get we get fed three times a day, and we get high all day long, and we, we go and we get these nice meals. And then we come back to our tents and we get high more. And and, and we uh, go to sleep in the beautiful weather of California. Yeah, this was actually, I think, in Portland where it rains all the time. But, you uh, know, but if you're a drug addict, you know, as long as you keep the rain off your head, you know. Yeah. If you're a drug addict, that's just a free shower, dude. Yeah. And San Francisco, they've got like, you know, they've made drugs like basically not illegal anymore. So you can just sit in the street and get fucking wasted and. It, it's all it's all a plan. I've said it before to just destroy the fabric of the country, and they're they're doing it, man. Uh, what other video we got here? Uh, we can either get into the government stuff, or we can watch this vaccinated girl bragging about all the vaccines that she had. That's the shortest one. I I say we watch it real quick and then move on to the Congress stuff. You want to watch it now or you want to watch it towards the end? Because next week we we're going to talk about censorship and COVID. I, at least I think we are. The probably something huge will happen between now and then and we won't. So, yeah, let's just go ahead and watch it. All right. This comedian named Heather McDonald and and she's bragging about all the shots she's had. And then it's an I old think. clip, but it's still a good one. Yeah. I don't care, but I want you to know double vaxxed booster flu shot. And I'm going to be honest. I have the shingle shot, too. And I still get my period. What? Yes! Traveled, went to Mexico twice, did shows, meet and greets, never got COVID. Clearly, Jesus loves me the most. Seriously. So nice. So nice. Wow. Yeah, that was uh that was so well timed. Like <laughs> if there is a god or whatever, I just think that he waited for that moment to be like bloop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mic was muted there for a second, but if if I'm ever just like eating it on stage or having a panic attack, I think I'm just going to fall out like that. <laughs> And people will be like, was he funny before this happened? And they're like, dude, it's not important right now. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that was legit though, right? I mean, she legit passed out. It wasn't like she was trying to do some pratfall, right? No, she legit passed out. Or yeah, like, I don't know if she passed out or fainted or just fell or what happened. I know she went to the hospital after that. And then within like a day or so, she was like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. So I don't know what she's doing today, but uh, yeah, it was uh, just one of those things where it's if she hadn't said the phrase Jesus loves me the most, then that wouldn't have got the traction that it got. But all these anti-vax religious people are just like, you fucking you tested him and he showed you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the timing of it is just absolutely insane you know that's one of those things where like you know and the audience laughed you know they laughed for a good five seconds afterwards because they were just thinking what i was thinking which is like fuck the odds of her fainting after saying those 10 sentences are astronomical yeah so we don't know the follow-up to that story like she's she's fine now and she's never spoken out against the vax or anything I don't know. I'll uh, I'm going to look up her name while we're playing this next video. If you want to just get right into Congress stuff that's going on, which is uh, can you you see Jim Jordan and then you see the bald guy? Yeah. All right. The bald guy is from yesterday and I forget his name, but they had uh, Vijaya Gade, who was like head of whatever at, at Twitter. They had uh, uh, Noel Roth who was another head guy at Twitter. They had uh, Jim Baker, who was the FBI guy who worked at Twitter, or he was like the Twitter lawyer for the FBI or something weird like that. And then uh, some other girl who wasn't really related to all this stuff. She was called in by the Democrats. Um, and so then this clip is this guy shitting on these people, and he, he does it well. So... Play that beautiful bean footage. Bottom line is that the FBI had the Biden crime family laptop for a year. They knew it was leaking. They knew it would hurt the Biden campaign. So the FBI used its relationship with Twitter to suppress criminal evidence being revealed about Joe Biden one month before the 2020 election. You, ladies and gentlemen, interfered with the United States of America 2020 presidential election, knowingly and willingly. That's the bad news. It's going to get worse because this is the investigation part. Later comes the arrest part. Your attorneys are familiar with that. Mr. Chairman, I'd like to spend five hours with these ladies and gentlemen during depositions surely yet to come. But for right now, I'll yield the balance of my time to my colleague, Mr. Jordan. I thank you, gentlemen, for yielding. I think he made the right point. Um, and I would just respond to, my, uh, to our colleague from New York. Uh, you know who knew the laptop was real? It was the FBI. They had it for, or, or maybe they had it for a year and just said, you know what, we're going to put it on the shelf, we're not going to look at it. But if anyone knew it was real, it's them. That's why I asked the question, again, back to my colleague from New York, what he was talking about. That's why I asked the question earlier. I said, did anyone at the FBI, Mr. Baker, know, did Mr. Baker talk to any of those 51 former intel officials who sent the letters saying this has all the classic earmarks of a Russian misinformation operation? 
Maybe they could have checked with the FBI because the FBI had the actual laptop in their possession. Yeah, so that's that. Uh, that was just that guy threatening them. And then later, uh, uh, what's her name? Ocasio-Cortez, who's also in this group of House investigation people, was like, uh, can we make a rule that says, like, no threatening them with arrest? And uh, and the guy running it was just like, I don't see any problem with it. So I don't know. But we'll, yeah, everybody be nice. And he kind of just shit on her. But it's it, I watched all day of this shit yesterday because it was so interesting that, number one, that the C-SPAN cameras are even in there. So now we can actually see all of this shit that we only got to see a little chunk of in the last several years, you know. Um, but it's neat to see all of the Republicans seem to be saying facts and shit. And then the Democrats get up and are just like, January 6th was a massacre and that kind of shit. And it's like, it to me, it's just like, dude, this is obvious that you Democrat guys are like, I don't know if you're paid or if you're just so like drink the Kool-Aid or whatever that like they just buy into it. I don't, I don't know what it is, but to me it's clear like, High up people in the government have been f fucking with us. Yeah. I don't know. It, it feels to me like uh, through all this COVID shit and everything else that they're completely compromised. Um, because any thinking person can't go along with this shit. I just don't, I don't understand it, man. I don't, you know, what's her name? AOC was, uh, she was a freaking barista or a bartender or whatever. And now she's like this big big figure in politics and uh i, I mean know. i honestly don't see any problem with that i i like the idea of our government being generic people you know i don't think it should be all lawyers or doctors or whatever i like the idea that just a, a fucking chick can be like i'm gonna run granted like i don't know how much george soros money she got or how many casting agents she had to do a speech in front of or whatever. Like, I don't know that whole story, but the simple idea that anybody can run and anybody can win. I like that about it. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, that's what the found, that's kind of how the founding fathers actually wanted it to be, you know, like you just do your civic duty for two years or whatever. And then you go back to your farm or whatever job you had before, but they never intended for it to be a, um, a career. And especially one where you're making, millions and off a of right. government salary i mean it just and i don't know how we're still i mean i'm i'm sure the cia and fbi isn't just completely corrupt i'm sure there are people in there who genuinely love their country and want to do the right thing by it and all that so That's it's an interesting sentence that you just said because that leads right into this next jim jordan video which is where he's talking about all of these fbi whistleblowers i cut off the first like two minutes of it of him just giving examples of whistleblowers coming forward but this starts towards the end and then he he talks a little bit more about it uh so yeah just play the jim jordan thing and then we'll talk about what he says september 14th 2022 an fbi whistleblower discloses that the fbi views the betsy ross flag as a terrorist symbol september 19th 2022 Another FBI whistleblower discloses that the Washington field office 
is deliberately manipulating January 6 case files to make it appear that domestic violence extremism is on the rise. He's been suspended. November 8th, excuse me, November 4th, 2022, another FBI whistleblower discloses the FBI accepts private user information from Facebook without the user's consent and information is from only the conservative side of the political spectrum. This is only a sampling. In my time in Congress, I have never seen anything like this. Dozens and dozens of whistleblowers, FBI agents coming to us, talking about what's going on, the political nature at the Justice Department. Not Jim Jordan saying this, not Republicans, not conservatives, good, brave FBI agents who are willing to come forward and give us the truth. I tilted my phone sideways there in the last second. Um, so, yeah, that's what you were just talking about. I think that there's bad guys at the very top of these organizations. And I think a lot of like genuine people who care, who love the country, who honor their oath. I think a lot of them work at these places. I mean, there's tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people who work for the government, you know? They're not all fucking shitty. I think 99% of them are not, but I think 90% of the ones who are high up have been corrupted one way or another, either through bribes or blackmail or fucking whatever, threats, you name it. But, the, you know, the, the thousand guys who have the FBI jackets on and the glasses who are out doing shit. I don't think they're committing crimes. I don't think they're doing anything wrong. I think they're just doing what they're told, you know, they're doing their jobs and stuff. And when they bring certain information to the higher ups, the higher ups are probably like, no, that's nothing. We don't need to go into it. And they're like, what, what do you mean? What did you hire us for then? And then they're like, well, just take your check and shut up. But I have to say this, you know, we just like that John Wedger guy, you know, he got he's like, hey, you wanted me to find two or three pedophiles? I found 50 in a week or whatever. And they're like, yeah, you need to stop doing that so well. He's like, what? Why? Like, because we didn't know you were going to do that well. And there's a lot of higher ups that are into little kids. So, yeah, um, you, you, you just wish that they would somehow, you know, because like you said, there's got to be more good than bad. At least we hope. So can't they all come together somehow and just. I mean, I think that's kind of what they're doing. That's what Jim Jordan was just talking about. Dozens of whistleblowers have come forward saying just the random shit that that they've had to deal with themselves. And I think that will make dozens more come forward, scores even perhaps. Uh, and the more that come forward, the more of like a giant picture we can paint you know and we can be like this was going on and this was going on and this was going on all at the same time all under the uh, authority of this fucking guy so let's all look at this guy and then i think eventually like i don't know and it just leads me back to another q thing but i guess it's not just a q thing it's like a i don't know just a natural thing of like uh, I forget what how they worded it exactly, but the gist was like drip, 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 flood. Like it's it all starts with little drips here and there, and then eventually it just becomes where it's like 
we have all these different people from different angles saying the same shit. And then that's when it all starts to like avalanche or whatever, you know? Yeah. And, and that also goes back to why it's probably, you know, we all get impatient, especially these days where you can have anything you want at the, you know, snap of a finger. Um, but that's why it's taking so long because they've been doing it for a long time and it takes a long time to unravel the stuff and make it right again. Um, at least we hope, uh, you know, yeah. so. But yeah. uh, but that makes sense to me, you know, and that's a, a cue thing also. And and it's like people were saying, you know, like Trump needs to arrest them all today. And it's like, all right, let's say that that Trump does that. Let's say that he gets a team or whatever, uh, FBI or military or whatever, and they go and they arrest Hillary Clinton and. Uh, fucking George Soros or whatever. And now those two people are in jail. Then that leaves the hundred other people who are right below them, who are going to take over their positions now that they're in jail, who probably think the same things that they do. And, but we as Americans are like, we got them. And then just the same shit continues again. So if you're going to do this plan or whatever, then yeah, it's like, all right, first thing we got to do is we got to let America know that the news is lying to them. And that's going to take years before every American is like, I don't even watch the news because I know they're fucking lying about everything. And then once you get that, then you can start busting some other people and then you'll have America ignoring the news that is obviously going to tell them that the busting of these people is not a big deal and that they shouldn't pay attention to it. So like you got to do everything in order and there's got to be a hundred other things that, that they'll need to do before it's like, all right, we got all of them and we made it to where nobody's going to try this again. Yeah. And I, I think that it is, I think that is happening. I mean, the ratings for, um, you know, all the Hollywood shows, speaking of the Grammys and that satanic shit show that it was. I mean, I can't believe the stuff that they're just not even trying to hide anymore. That but was that, a, that was an Andrew Tate thing that uh, I think it was Andrew Tate, the guy who's in jail in Romania or whatever right now, which I think he's just on house arrest. But either way, like he was talking about part of being a, a Satanist or like a. I guess there's different Satanism is sort of like Christianity, you know, it's like, Oh, you're a Baptist. And it's like, no, I'm a Catholic or whatever the case, you know? And it's like, ah, you're all the same to me. Like that's Satanism also. Like there's, you know, teenagers and shit that are just like, I fucking worship Satan. And it's like, that guy's not doing anything bad. He's just a dipshit, you know? But like the real, Satanists out there that like worship Satan and believe that Jesus was real and died on a cross, but fuck him because Satan is better. Those kind of people, part of their thing is like, we don't want to lie to you about what we're doing. We want to tell you to your face what we're doing and then do it because that's the Satan way, you know, to be like, I'm going to fucking hurt you right now and then actually fucking hurt you. The same way that they're like, hey, we're Satanists. We put a fucking devil hat on or whatever. And we're all watching going, are, are you guys fucking watching this? What are they doing? And they're like, we know what we're doing. 
I don't know. It's like that's part of their thing, though, is like we can't tell you that we're not doing something. We're going to tell you that we're doing it and then we're going to do it. That makes sense. I mean, there's got to be, you know, just like some people are, you know, like I consider myself Christian and I pray almost every day and I find a lot of power in it and it makes me feel better. And but I don't and I go to church, but not not like every Sunday. And I don't always understand what they're saying. And I read the Bible, but I don't always understand it. And but I know that I believe in God and I feel closer to God, feel better when I talk to God and all that stuff. Um, but at the same time, I, I'm not like out protesting like Westboro Baptist Church. You know, like I feel like I feel like Westboro Baptist Church is like the equivalent of these idiots that take Satanism to that level. Um, you know, like doing the award shows and sacrificing children and all that shit. I do believe there are those people out there and that there is more rampant than you think. Um, but a lot of the stuff that they, they have to hide it because it's like obviously murder and pedophilia and shit, but, but they are getting more brazen about it. Um, so that, that makes sense. I've never really heard anybody put it that way, but yeah, there's gotta be like Satan, satanic light and, you know, like then the really hardcore people about it. Um, I mean, I, I knew some people in high school and stuff that were like Satan people. And I just never, I looked at them the same way that I looked at the Jesus people, which was just like, whatever, dude, fucking do whatever you want. Just don't talk to me about it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like extremism ruins a lot of things for a lot. Like I've said before, like, I think it's a shame that what so often keeps people from ever knowing God is religion. You know, I mean, that turns a lot of people off because a lot of a lot of Christians want to be like super judgmental and all that shit. And that's not your job. Your job as a Christian, if you call yourself that, if you're a true Christian, is to try to love everybody despite how annoying they can be and how much you disagree with them and how much, you know, I, I can't stand Joe Biden, but I try not to use the word hate. And I try my best to pray for people, especially people that used to be my friends that I get super upset with, if I, or I used to. I've gotten a lot better about it, about not being mad at them, just trying to let them, you know, praying for their for their well-being and hoping they're doing all right. But at the same time, yeah, it's it's not easy. Um, it's not easy. But anyway, let's let's. Well, start that leads that. nicely into. Uh... I want to save the Tulsi thing for the end because that's my favorite one. So play the one with the guy with the stupid hat on. Yeah, I, I like her a lot, Tulsi Gabbard. Find wrongdoing by intelligence or law enforcement agencies in the origins of the Mueller investigation. And we've heard some of the murmurings about this today. After four years and millions of dollars spent, the Durham investigation closed as a total flop without unearthing anything like the deep state conspiracy that Republicans have been denouncing around here for years. It couldn't find anything of substance to it. Yet Barr in Durham kept pressing in clearly abusive ways. I hope your subcommittee will investigate one. I think the gentleman, I can assure the gentleman from Maryland that we will, uh, we respect the FBI agents, uh, particularly the ones who have come to us, the dozens who have come to us, and we will focus on the facts something I felt was uh, not exactly presented in the proper way in your testimony. Uh, That's it. I just like how he shit on him where he's basically like, uh, you're full of shit, dude. Yeah. Like the, the Durham, the couple of Durham cases that have come forward already have proved that 
the DNC and the Hillary team made up the Russian collusion thing and then used their friends at different universities and companies to like make fake Russian collusion shit. Like all of that came out in the first trial of the Durham stuff. And then I don't remember what else came from it, but just that fact exists now that people on the left still don't want to admit. But I think part of it, and we've talked about this before, is that people are just scared to say things. And then that leads into Tulsi talking here because that's kind of what she's talking about. Heard, I recommend that you look up this video. She talked for about 12 minutes. Um, this is only a, a couple of minutes, but it's worth okay. it. Before we play her, uh, before we play Tulsi, by the way, I always thought that if, if the Democrats actually gave a shit about a viable candidate and someone who made sense and I thought she was the one that that they should have really pushed forward to be, you know, again, that's why they chose Biden, the puppet, because he doesn't have thoughts of his own. That, But Tulsi does. And going back to that Raskin guy, if that is a, a, a chemo thing, you know, God bless him. I'm sorry if you got cancer or whatever. But first of all, that guy looks like he would look fine bald. <laughs> and instead of this bright blue bandana, he looks like a jackass. And if it, if it is all a show, I could just see him being like, "Here, you're gonna wear this," and he's like, "I don't want to wear that. I look like an idiot." And they're like, "Exactly." <laughs> yeah, it could be. I don't know, but I know I think there was actually. A, I I feel like somebody else was like, "Hey, he can't wear that in here," and I, they might have had a vote or done something that was like, because there's rules of like uh, attire or whatever. Yeah. So, I don't know. Whatever. He looked like an idiot, and he could have chosen a better color. <laughs> it's like he's trying to look like an idiot. All right, here's Tulsi. Unfortunately, right now we live in a country where many Americans are afraid to speak freely, afraid to express themselves, afraid to actually have real open dialogue and debate, afraid of losing their job, being canceled, or being accused of a crime which could happen if recently introduced legislation criminalizing so-called hate speech is passed into law. Speech that, no matter how abhorrent, is still protected under the First Amendment. Now this fear and this culture of fear and self-censorship is not unfounded. We have individuals in our government often working through their arms in the mainstream media and big tech doing exactly what our founders rejected trying to control what we, the people, are allowed to see and say under the guise of protecting us from so-called misinformation or disinformation. Now, of course, they appoint themselves as the sole authority and voice of truth, of information, backed by the most lethal force on earth with the power to target anyone they deem a threat. They alone are the ones, self-designated, who get to decide what is true and what is false, what is information, and what is misinformation or disinformation. They say they're doing this for us, that they're doing this for our own good, to protect the people. But in reality, the truth is they think that we're too stupid to think for ourselves, too stupid to discern for ourselves and to draw our own conclusions. Now, the idea that we must just blindly accept whatever the government or those in power tell us is true goes against the very essence of our Constitution and Bill of Rights, which were created as a resounding rejection of the reign of kings, churches, and authorities. They tell us we must blindly trust them or face the consequences, even though our government has a long history of lying to us 
the American people. I cut it there. She gave several examples of uh, like weapons of mass destruction, uh, stuff about Afghanistan or whatever. Um, I don't remember what else, what other examples she gave, but yeah, that's what I'm doing as soon as we're done here actually is going back to uh, watching that because that's still going on as we speak uh, today, Thursday at 4 p.m. Central time. And where can people find that video? Because I'd like to see that whole thing too. Um, I think you can just find it on C-SPAN or if you just do like a Congress live or something like that on YouTube, then, uh, yeah, YouTube does, does a good job of, I wish rumble would get better at this, but if there's something live on YouTube, you can press play and then you can drag the thing back to the very beginning and watch it at any time with you or with a uh, rumble. You got to wait till the live thing is over before you can start it from the beginning. They're working on making it better. Rumble's, I like Rumble a lot more, but YouTube is still the best for information and news and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, and uh, she said something that reminded me of, you know, she think that, that we're too stupid to think for ourselves and all that. And I think that's part of the goal right now of the government and of, uh, the public schools is making kids so they can't think for themselves, that they're just being indoctrinated because I don't think I realized that public school was completely free. You know, like this place we're going to send our boy, it's, it's upwards of four grand a year. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not that much. And I would rather him think and, and actually be educated. And, you know, they teach virtues and this kind of stuff. It's not a religious school, but they do teach virtues like virtues of the week and all that and teach them how to think for themselves, which is supposed to be the idea of education is teach a kid how to think, not what to think. And, you know, if it's as simple as our government being in control of this and they're having drag queen story hour and teaching kids that they can decide their own genders and all that shit, um, how, how can people not believe that there's some, uh, that there's something beyond what they're, on the surface, you know, um, I can't think of the word, um, can't think of the word, but it's, it's all so gross that, that they're, that the government is in charge of educating our children essentially, and that they're teaching them this shit and putting it into schools. If there's not something more nefarious going on under the surface, I think that's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the conspiracy or whatever, I guess is like, they've just taken taken over all of these institutions over the years and they're like all right we we got the the colleges so now once these kids get to college we can fucking teach them this socialist communist shit and they had the colleges for several years i mean they still do now most of them but then somewhere along the line some of those people graduated from that college and then became teachers or became whatever. And now slowly over time, they're like, all right, now we got them when they're three as opposed to when they're 19. So this is going to be way easier. Like it, it does seem like part of the plan, you know, when school originally started, like the idea of school or whatever, the public school system, it was, you know, let's teach these kids how to read and write and do math and let's prepare them for adulthood. And now it's, I mean, literally starting at the age of three or four, it's like, 
here's how you treat people. Uh, not that you shouldn't teach kids how to treat people, but you know what I mean? Like they're, they're teaching them things that should be family oriented things as opposed to education type things. Yeah. They're destroying the nuclear family. I mean, I don't know how anyone can say it's a conspiracy when they are doing these things. I mean, it, again, it go, it's all over the country. It's not just in New York and LA where they have these radical ideas. I mean, kids in Oklahoma and Kansas and places you wouldn't think of that, that are, that have furries and all that shit, kids identifying as cats and all that. That's, that's mental fucking illness. That's not, that's not, you know, you can say what you want, but that's, that's crazy shit to, to be like, no, that's okay. You're a, you're a cat and you can be a boy. You can be a boy, even though you don't have a penis. And well, that's, that, that's a thing that I find interesting is that when I was a kid, I'm 41 now. How old are you? 47. Okay. When I was in school, it was, you can be what they've done is they take these quotes and they chop them up to where it's, it's sort of like the uh, pull yourself up by the bootstraps thing. Like that quote originally was saying like, you can't do that. And then over time it became a thing that you should strive to do. And it's like, that's not what the saying meant when it came out. So like when I was a kid, I was told countless times, you can be whatever you want to be as long as you work hard and, and, you know, learn or whatever, do your work, that kind of shit, then you can grow up to be anything you want. And they've just taken that idea and just chopped the first half off of it where it's like, you're a kid, you can be whatever you want. Yeah. And now kids are like, I want to be a fucking bird. And they're like, then you're a bird way to go. Like, it's not, I don't know when people are going to start stepping up and being like, don't fucking tell my kid he's a bird. Like if he says he's a bird, tell him he's fucking not. Why are you agging him on with this? Like it takes one second to tell a kid like, nope, that's not how things are. Well, I think people are finally, finally getting fed up with it, but it's like the school boards, they're the ones making all the decisions. And I, I think like, the George Soros's of the world, they've corrupted, you know, it's not just the higher ups that are corrupt. They've gone into the school boards and, and uh, the county prosecutors and all that stuff. They've bought them all off. Yeah. You know? but that's, that's the thing that I was saying before where they're like, Trump should just arrest them all. And it's like, you can't arrest all the principals. If the, all the school board members are still there, you can't fucking kick all the school board members out. If, all of the fucking parents are still on their side or whatever. Like you can't just swiftly fix all this shit. But I think slowly, like there's lots of school boards now where in the uh, midterms, people ran for their local school board. And now there's people on several school boards across America that are like, no, I'm not voting yes on that. Like you guys are all crazy. And then the crowd's like, yeah, they're all crazy. And so, I mean, these people are slowly filtering their way out, but it'll take time, you know, and it, you can't uh, get stressed about it or whatever. I mean, it, just focus on you and your family and, and your circle or whatever. And I've, I trust that whatever you believe in, Trump, God, Q, fucking... They are all saying the same thing, which is like, I got it. Don't worry about it. Just focus on your life. We're handling this.
Yeah. And then there are people that, you know, and it's decent argument, I guess, that 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 that's part of the communist plan, too, as far as like, oh, you got a savior. Just sit back and it'll be it's going to be all right. And, um, you know, I, I don't know, man, but I do think I do think people are getting fed up with it. I can feel it a little bit more in, in comedy shows now that I do you know, people appreciating some of the things that I say. And I talked to this kid, he does, he's a, he's 15 years old, but he does comedy already. And he was telling me how crazy it is in school and how kids are like afraid to say anything anymore about anything. And, you know, when, when we were kids, when I was a kid in high school and stuff, the, there wasn't all this racial shit, not really. And, and if, if anything, we like made fun of each other in a good hearted way. And that was bringing about racial healing rather than all the shit going on now. It's like they do it with every generation and they've really uh, done it on steroids lately to where kids, I mean, they don't even know. Like I, I had this joke about reverse racism that used to just destroy. And now when I do it, if I even try it, people think that I'm like trying to lead a clan rally or something, or they just get so quiet. Even if they think it's funny, they just won't laugh at it. I mean, it's a subtle brainwashing that has happened over over the last few years, especially. Um, so I don't know, man. I, 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 I my kid will never go to freaking public school unless there's some major changes. I mean, we're gonna have to homeschool him three times a week. The school that we send him to is only gonna be twice a week, and we have to do it the other three days. And you know, they give us like a, you know, we're, we're like his tutors essentially the rest of the week, but. I think it's worth it, man. There's no way I would send him to school and let him be brainwashed by these fucking satanic fucks. Well, I mean, that's step one. You know, it's your your family. That's our constitutional right, which is, I guess, not in the Constitution technically. But you get to raise your family the way that you want to. Yeah. Yeah, and two million kids in the last year left public schools. That's not nothing, you know. That's a pretty good start where people are like, yeah, no. You know, and I understand the people who can't do that. There's a lot of people, and I understand why they can't do that. But, um, it, man, it, it's it's worth it, and I think it, it needs to be done. That's just my opinion, and I know everyone can't do that. But got to be some changes. Uh, I feel like we always start getting warmed up around the time we need to wrap up. But uh, <laughs> got to get this over with. But, you know, there's always a ton to talk about. I think next week we're going to talk about all the COVID censorship and uh, some interesting stuff going on about that. And, uh, yeah, we'll see, man. See how crazy it get, continues to get. Let's hope this is the peak of craziness and things just get less and less crazy every day starting right now. And, and less woke shit because if it was – if it was for the good of people, I'd be all about it, but I don't think it's, I, I think there's something nefarious, you know, much more deeper, much deeper than that. So, anyway. Agreed. All right, brother. It was good talking to you and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Right on later, everybody. And goodbye. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. As always, going to make it happen. M A C A N it happen.com. How about little Bo Macon and his family? And subscribe to my YouTube. Subscribe to Mike on TikTok, TikTok at Comedian Mike. And I will be headlining Hyenas Comedy Club February 17th and 18th in Fort Worth, Texas, one of my favorite rooms. My good buddy Kurt Fletcher will be featuring for me. And I always enjoy that. It's, you can get tickets at hyenascomedynightclub.com. And, uh, 
I don't talk a whole lot about politics in my act, but I do, I do throw little things in, you know, to try to kind of make people think about things a little bit. So anyway, uh, mainly I would just be trying to make you laugh. And, uh, so yeah, get tickets to that. It's a great club and I always have a good time there. Love the owner and, uh, one of the best rooms in the country. So make sure you get tickets to that and that's it. Thanks for tuning in. God bless all of you and goodbye.